Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy. As we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Welcome back to OK Sis. Oh, shit. Starting off with a bang there. Starting off with a bang. What's up, sister? What's up? What's up? It's Scout. And it is Maddie. And we are the sisters. The one that is screaming in your ear. Yeah, you are like, you just, I mean, I'm kind of awake now. I was feeling a little tired and now I'm not. I should be a human alarm clock. People should hire me to show up in their rooms and wake them the fuck up. My cortisol levels would be so fucking high. Everyone would be so jazzed. Or they'd be like, get the fuck fuck out of my room i think i would inspire them to carpe diem oh my god <laughs> is that how you're gonna wake them up you're just gonna scream carpe diem Car- remember that urban outfitters poster that carpe fucking dm yes i do remember terrible i mean trash half, half the shit they do is funny trash i have one that says good vibes only so who am, who am i to yeah say? who are you to say <laughs> good lord Oh my god! Carpe. Also, fucking DM. Oh my god! Also, I'm looking at um this gallery wall that Mom has up of all these photos of us from like 20 years ago. Can we get some updated photos up in oh here? Oh, that photo of me is the best, though. Okay, that photo of me is not the best. That photo I have a, is what you have, I have a Jufro. A, I have a side part with a Jufro, and curly and, hair should not have and, a side part. And curly bangs. It's not a good look. <laughs> And I mean, we this, both like, had curly bangs. And I'm what in the this fuck top, were we thinking I'm about? A tight tube top in that thing. Yeah, but you're you're part of the big titty committee, so you can do that. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I hope so, but I, I don't think that's a good look for me, to be honest. Anyways, welcome to OK Sis. This is the podcast where Scout and I talk about our current fixations, along with a rad female guest. And we are sisters in real life. In real life, IRL. Um, people don't think we're sisters. Like who? Like when we meet people out yeah, like, random? Yeah, I think sometimes they're just like, oh, wait, are you guys actually sisters? I'm oh, like, why yeah. the fuck would You're we right. do this podcast? We've gotten that a lot. Yeah. We have gotten that a lot. Yeah. And we they're are. like, okay, I get it, sis. I'm like, what? Yeah. We have. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> excuse me. Stop it. Stop it. Look, my dogs are crazy right now. I got two of them. I'm a fucking mom. I mean, I shouldn't say that because some of you are actual moms and fucking shout out to you guys. Mad respect. But um, I feel like I'm just have a bunch of little babies around me that I need to separate because they keep wanting to kill each other. I feel like that is parallel to the uh, children experience. Uh, not not in the slightest. Um, but I when like siblings don't get along. Well, yeah, except Lola literally might bite Luna's head off. All right. Well, um, what are other things? What's ha- um, what's happening in your life? Tell us if you. Oh, in my life. Yeah. Um, not much. I feel like there was this energy around. I mean, it's like the middle of February right now, but I feel like there was this energy around January that people said it was super packed or something that it was really insane. Did you? Was that like sure? Circulating? There was memes about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was trying to reflect if that was my case, and I think it was more. So, uh, Luna's biting our thing. Oh no no no, Luni. Um. Okay. So I think they were um, referring to world news, global oh, global news. I was like, sure. wow, is everyone just like really busy this month at the same time? No, it was like just shit after shit storm after shit storm. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus, um, the impeachment trials, Kobe. Mm. Just, yeah, I mean, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Just constant devastation. Oy. But we're February now. And we're going to move past it. I mean, I hope. <laughs> and I think it's a leap year. 
Oh my god, I think it is a leap year. Be, Wait, let me look. I is that look. is that what it means when it's longer? Yes. yes. Okay. Like there's 29 days instead of 28 Guys, days in we February. Have, how blessed are we? We have another day to live, dude. There's tw- it's there's 29 days in February this year. It's fucking wild. What happens if you're born on February 29th? I think you decide between the 28th and the first of March. That is weird. What would you choose? What would you? I would choose the 28th of February. I would choose March 1st. I wouldn't because you were born in February. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 But then, so then on the but leap then year, on leap year, I would have a fucking major party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like a miracle ba- baby. I mean, it's not a miracle baby, but it's just <laughs> an odd situation yeah. of events. Yeah, oh, like probability. When, the probability, like, like when twins are born one day and then the other twin is born a minute later, but it's oh, the next I never day. Thought of that. Yeah. Or like, what if one is born on December thirty first, oh, and then one is in Jan- a different years. What about 1999 to 2000 yeah. different millenniums? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. I always think about that. Too bad we're not twins. These are the types of... Oh. You don't want to be my twin? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I would hate being a twin. I am way too egotistical and self-involved. You really are. <laughs> you really, really are. <laughs> no, I'm just an individual. I do oh, not want to okay. share the spotlight. You can reframe that to, it, to being an individual. <laughs> yeah. It's all about reframing, reframing the, the perspective. Um, all right. So let's uh, just do some housekeeping. Well, one, if you sisters purchased our beautiful collaboration with Girl Gang the Label, you can have a support your sister's sweatsuit in Woo! gray. What's going on? Uh, go to girlgangthelabel.com and enter code OKSIS20. We designed this with Girl Gang the Label mm-hmm. and it is kind of like our first merch situation. So we're rocking the sweatsuit that says support your sisters all over the place. And we hope you guys are too. Absolutely. It's it's the most cozy and uh, just incredible yeah. sweatsuit. And I mean, you guys know we're like sweatsuit whores. And it's pretty fun that we have we have some kind of merch going on. I know. Wild. Um, and then other updates. Um, make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter. It comes out every Monday along with the podcast. We do a little brief on our week, but then we also tell you what you should be knowing about the pop culture world and current events. And then we have a little cute quote um, that will inspire you. Some products that we typically mention over and over again. And then our girl crush which is the guest yeah. on that week of the episode um, and join us in our secret facebook group okay sisters okay sisters pop in over there people are sharing skincare tips and i mean it's just like invaluable information you can't get anywhere else no yeah it's really good right. and then rate what is it rate fuck we fucked up again Rate, review, sub- no, subscribe, rate, rate review. review, woohoo. I think review but, has to be at the end because but, of the woohoo. But I'm confused about, I thought it was all R words. Subscribe, no, because subscribe, rate, review, woohoo. Subscribe, rate, review, woohoo. Fabulous. Okay. Um, and then lastly, follow us on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> Guys, the, our TikTok is premium. It's pretty good because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and I just make an idiot of myself every day. I just fail at Renegade over and over again. I don't again, know if you fail. I think you're pretty good. I think I'm pretty good. I think I, you're I pretty good. I, I think, think you I should it. boast about that. I am such a Gen Zer. It's out of control. I don't know why you want to. I, you know, I, I think, need a hydro I think flask. That, I think Actually, I, I have a hydro flask. I was talking to my friend the other night and I've realized that I've completely exited the phase in life. The desire. No, where you're like a kid, you know? That's done. I have completely entered adulthood. So what it, more so it is for me, I'm fine to be entering adulthood. I don't want to like grasp at my youth. It's not that. It's more so I want to be on the pulse 
and I do not You're want to be, be like seven left behind. Years old no, I'm going to be a great businesswoman because I'm going to understand the pulse of where the consumers are gravitating towards. Yeah, I hear you. That is me. Hmm. Just following the consumers. Okay, well, I'm just going to stick in the millennial bracket and oh, hang out with me. them. I'm still very much a millennial. Yeah. I am like, if you look a millennial in the dictionary, I am... Uh, it should say Maddie you, Bale. Yeah, that's very true. You really are the poster I, child. I really, I, yes. Yes, yeah. I do. What about me? Okay. Not so much? No, you're like a boomer. Okay, boomer. I'm a fucking boomer, you <laughs> asshole. Those, okay, those, um, those articles about like calm down boomers, they're so funny. Have you seen them? No, it's called okay, boomer. Okay, whatever. Like, like that's I'm, the phrase. Okay, people are like, okay, boomer. It's like, it, okay, sis. Okay, I got, <laughs> I got it kind of right. Okay, I'm like aware of the cultural so, phenomenon. W- so you know how people are saying like, Okay, boomer. That's how we should be saying. Okay, okay sis. sis. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Shut the fuck up. Okay, sis. Um, great. Wait, there was one other housekeeping thing. No, that was that's it. it. That's it. That was it. Fabulous. Now let's get into our guest. Oh, the yes. reason I smell so good today. Truly. So we had the founder of Dead Cool, Karina, on the pod. Dead Cool is this vegan non-toxic um fragrance unisex uh fragrance company she also has chapsticks and lotions and um she's just the definition of a cool girl fragrance company that should have been around this entire time absolutely so if you are into um more of like a musky masculine scent and you don't resonate with a lot of the more flowery brands and um you know all of these fragrance brands that are full of you know toxins and the chemicals that can harm your body dead cool is the place for you i put on um the madonna lily i think it is and oh my god there's like this hints of bergamot and sandalwood i think the taunt is my favorite i was going between number two taunt and blonde I still haven't completely chosen, but I'm almost there. But I smell Taunt like, is so good. I smell like I'm in Joshua Tree. Oh, I feel like you I smell like I mean? Mary Kate Olsen. Yeah, I mean that's the vibe for sure. For me, for uh, no, just like of oh, Dead Cool. Oh, <laughs> so the that's vibe. the vibe I try to encapsulate. Every I just day. like I feel I that is what I am. I'm in Joshua Tree. I'm like super. Um, eco and i am ready that is for not a Mary fire Olsen vibes <laughs> at all i was thinking more a luxurious hotel with persian carpets and red velvet sure curtains. It, but that's the thing dead cool spans it does uh personalities and lifestyles okay we need to like stop um but anyways we had such a good conversation with her we really yeah. got into some emotional stuff we got into self-love self-care entrepreneurial journey it was I left feeling very inspired yeah her demeanor is uh really uh leveled us out yeah she's so calm and collected we need that energy sometimes in our life yeah I mean I am calm but then I get in a room with you and you have to compete with me. I have to compete with you. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you get no one will know who I am. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So enjoy. <laughs> enjoy, sisters. <laughs> See you next week. Enjoy. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. 
After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Karina Chaz's passion for clean products and a healthy lifestyle greatly influenced her desire to create complex, sophisticated scent profiles for conscious consumers like herself. With the motto that 
clean beauty can be cool beauty, Dead Cool was founded and created in Los Angeles in 2016. At 21, founder Karina Chaz created her Dead Cool line as an extension of her passion for cologne, masculine scents, and green beauty. As fragrance is an essential part of one's identity, Karina believed in only creating scents that were composed of the highest quality and natural ingredients. The brand Dead Cool disrupts the world of fragrance by creating a line that is unisex, vegan, cruelty-free, non-toxic scents with a a naturally chic edge. Dead Cool is making its mark in the beauty world, changing the way we view and shop for fragrance. Without further ado, Karina! Hello, hello. Oh my god, you just I fucked just, up that okay. intro. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. That I'm was just very saying. Rude. I'm just saying it was a little butchery. That's that all. was a little butchery. Um, it's because the font was way too um small, and I've just realized that I can't see. But it doesn't take away from how the, amazing you are. How amazing you are, and just um, Karina is like a cool girl. Yeah. So no, we have cool to girl. compose ourselves oh, here. Sorry. Yeah, because this is like we're in we're I'm in cool. uh, the presence of the. Co- Okay, got it. <laughs> Understood. It's okay. Well, you guys are cool girls too. Thanks. <laughs> um, so we just got a plethora of dead cool, and we are obsessed. Obsessed already. Um, I don't know which one's my favorite. I think it's the blonde, to be honest. But Karina said we have to put one on every day just to oh. feel out the sense and which one we embody most. Okay, so before we get into current fixations, I want to let you know that my husband goes through passion projects, and his passion project right now is making perfume and cologne out of essential oils. Oh my God, where is he? He's in San Diego. He has a whole... <laughs> oh my God, they would actually you guys be such would, good friends. You, I have to connect you to Yeah, tell him to come to my office. He can make motions, lotions and potions any oh day. My oh my God, God. he that would, would be his wet dream. He could work for me for free. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, he would actually... He would actually... He literally uh. makes me perfume fumes and every day he's like am i getting closer is this it is this it he's hey, really so into sweet. it how's he doing that um i don't know he bought a bunch of shit well, and no, then tell, tell like her well he's background. a he's a chemist he's a, he's getting his okay. phd in biochemistry cool so he likes you know tinkering with things and adding things and he writes down all of his ingredients and that's amazing like what percentage he put of geranium i don't know all this stuff yeah and then he made one for my mom and so i feel like you guys have a lot in common i love him yeah, he's great. You should come next time. Yeah. Well, cur- just invite him to my office. You should, guys should all come to my office. Oh. Where is it? In Culver City. Ooh. I would love that. Yeah, so we have our manufacturing facility below, like, the creative studio and the admin office. And wow. So everything is made fresh every day, and, you know, we have, like, full control of that, which is amazing, but it's fun because you get to see everything in live action real time. He would love that. Okay, yeah. I'm knocking on your door. Just yeah, get ready. Come. Amazing. Okay, current fixation. Okay, so my current fixation, I think it's really fitting because you know her, is my Onyx Black Set Active Set. Um, we had her on the podcast, Lindsay, and she's incredible. I really resonated with her. And um, we were gifted. I got the matcha green set. And then the minute the black one came available, I purchased it in a heartbeat because I live in black. I mean, I live in the matcha one too, but I have been living in my, I mean, I think I wear it too much. Like if I worked out, I wouldn't wear it to work out because I would want to wear it later that day. Later that day. Yeah. 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 I have that with where she is. And she's also taking over the world. I just saw, um, this TikTok star, Charlie D'Amelio wearing an entire set active set and i was like you are just and you know me i don't buy workout clothes i know there's something about set that is so 
um what's it called where you can go from day to night versatile yeah versatility i I wear a blazer with mine i wear it to work with cute flats i wear it just you know regular i wear the bra with my mom levi jeans high-waisted and just walk out of the house there's so many things you can do about it and it's weird because it is active wear but there's something about it that makes me feel like i can wear it to other events to other aspects of my life and so i have been living in my black onyx set wow yeah Brava. I'm waiting for her to restock the rest. And I think I think I'm going to bite the bullet on the sweatsuit. Yeah. And I just her. need to. It's so cute. Right. It's so Good cute. Job, Lindsay. We love yeah, you. We, we love, love you, Lindsay. You, Lindsay. Yeah, I walked in here and I was like, you guys interviewed my friend, Lindsay from Set Active. And then I flashed them my bra because <laughs> Lindsay knows I wear my bras every day. I don't wear them to work out because I just like, like you said, I don't want to ruin them. Yeah. And I'm just like, I sleep in them. I why eat in you, them. Why are you sleeping I, in a bra? It's a sports bra. I'm no, just like, a, I know. No. I just, my boobs hurt sometimes. And I just like, I like you to feel. You don't like that free feeling? No. Against I don't your sheets? <laughs> it's like the best no, feeling I, I ever. I actually wonder if that's better. Is it better or worse? Fuck I if think it's better or worse. Get a lift later. It feels oh. so good to not have okay, a bra on. You want for the lift Well, let's hope in 10 years we can afford a lift. Okay. That's, yeah, the mommy makeover. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. I told my mom today. My mom is, she's, I, she's 63. She's super hot. I was like, mom, yeah. I know you didn't need it but I'm going to need yeah, it. And yeah. she's like, you're crazy. But I guess it's like now everything is so transparent with this social media. And it's like, if you want plastic surgery, just get it. Just 100%. Get it. There's no stigma anymore. Why are, yeah. Why are people judging? No. 100%. Whatever makes you happy, it's fine. Yeah. Anything to make people confident. That's for sure. Okay. My current fixation. So have either of you watched Miss Americana? Yes, yes. I loved it. You watched you it? Because I was going to do that my current fixation, but I wanted to talk about it in our intro together. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about it now. Okay, go, go. Um, So for those who don't know, it's Taylor Swift's documentary on Netflix, and it focuses a lot on the process of her writing the album's reputation and lover. And so Scout and I, for those who don't know, we had a Taylor Swift um, uh, awakening last year. So we notoriously used to be in the camp of people who disliked and distrusted Taylor. Um, but then we have had this newfound like respect and adoration towards her. So watching this documentary felt even more special to me because I'm like this newfound like Taylor. I need all the Taylor content and all the, all the music. But I think what I appreciated most was it felt so intimate and so vulnerable a side that we really have never seen before from her. And I think um, what she makes very clear is her whole purpose, her core value set, everything that she has done in her entire life is solely because she wants to be a good person. And that is just, that is her North star. It's the compass. Everything she does is because she wants to be a good human being and a citizen of the world. And maybe people have, thought that that's a bit um they can't trust someone that their only intention is to be good so that's why she's developed all of these haters I also got a different spin I got that she felt pressured to be a good girl because that's what society tells women to be is be a good girl close your mouth look pretty smile and so she I mean I think there was an aspect of her that really wanted to be a good person but I think there was another aspect of her that felt really societally pressured to be this quote-unquote good girl at all times and we see that evolution of her obviously and 
entering into the political space and then just her being more like free with her opinions and and uh, views on the world and kind of sticking in her own a little more, which is incredible that she's you know found that. But I think, you know, there is this point in the documentary where she says, like, it's gone beyond the music at this point. Like, I think her whole purpose was like, I just want to make people happy. I want to be a good human being. I want to work hard and be nice. That is it. And everyone else thinks I have this weird agenda. And I think this documentary really illuminates the fact that she doesn't like she has no other agenda. She just wants to make people happy. And I hope people see it who are haters like we used to be because I think that's a little bit why we didn't like her because we were like eh, she's too like, goody two shoes whatever and that like why are we harping on people who just want to be nice yeah. you know oh but it was such a, such good, a good also movie. just the cinematography so I want to shout out the director Lana Wilson she's also on um uh, the Ringer did an episode with her, but like the part where she juxtaposes like the spectacle of her stadium tours and then just like going close like to her solitude her studio, in her yeah. in her room and she's all alone. Like just to know that there are just these two completely different aspects of her life. It's this sounds really weird, but when I watched the documentary, I was always like, oh my god, there's someone that exists that's named Taylor Swift that's like sitting in a room right now. Yeah, right. Like, like when she's doing that guy's nails, I'm like wait oh my god is she like right now doing someone's nails like in the, it's, it's well, just it makes weird it, you make you, you realize she's a human she's like, a real she's person a yeah literal just a human like when she was drinking wine with her publicist about to post that political post like it was just so cute like i could be on the couch drinking wine with taylor swift like it just felt oh, so could humanizing could you I'll, I'll nominate you up for that, okay, for that role. Great. but overall great documentary yeah um, very good highly highly recommend I think we all see a different side of her that Definitely. helps and a newfound respect because yes. you just see how much hard work she's put into it and it's like her whole life has been tailored to be this person mm-hmm. and here she is and is she happy I don't know does she know I don't know if she yeah. knows but regardless it's just like she's gone under so much scrutiny and people I think forget because she's a public figure that she's also a human and that's a huge like divide especially when it comes to brands and public figures and celebrities you forget that they're probably sitting on their couch right now watching netflix exactly exactly they're just like us stars they're just (laughs) like us um okay karina what is your current fixation oh i feel like i haven't had time for a current fixation because my current fixation has been work and life and just, you know, expanding into 2020. And I feel like I can relate to all these memes where they say, you know, this year of January has been insane. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Like, how is this already February? I feel like January was a year within itself. So um, true. So, you know, this is the first, I guess, time in my career where I've had to be really organized and come up with like schedules and launch dates and calendars and give away this and figure out what's going on here because essentially when I started my brand it was more of like a passion project Mm -hmm. so now it's like 2020 you know I just turned 26 I have to really be an adult and get everything so I haven't really had much time to do other things what Uh, about like a product is there any other than your own of course but just like a skincare I mean you were doing a mask right before you got here yes I (laughs) definitely put yogurt on my face not Oh, Wait, tell us about that. That was yogurt? It was uh, just Greek yogurt, 0% fat. So um, my facial fairy godmother, Jackie Banyan, she has like a friend from high school, but also a human of 
Do you guys know her? You're giving me this face. No, no, no. We don't. Sorry. <laughs> I just do, have to. You need to know her. Oh, my God. And she's going to be so happy because I always tell her that I shout her out on everything because I truly believe. And this is just like within like my routine and my own belief system about beauty. Um, it's always about like the foundation and how you're going to, you know, cure before you're you're correcting. And with Jackie, I guess like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, I was extremely stressed. I had like a huge product launch, which sold out in three days. And I like broke out in this crazy hormonal acne. And I was crying to Jackie because I had an event and I like couldn't really be seen at this event because my whole thing is beauty and skincare and, you know, being like completely cute all the time, which obviously is not the case. And she, you know, we did like an emergency facial appointment. She's a gem. She let me come over to her house at like 9 p.m. one night and she extracted all my pimples. Um, she uses a needle, which you need like a certificate to do and like all this crazy training. But I feel like it's like really the only way to cure your skin. So she um, extracted everything and she was like putting a yogurt mask on me. And we did this whole like facial series on her page. And I was so thankful. And now every day it's just like, okay. Thank God for Jackie because now I can like go out into the world, feel good about myself. And yeah, her Isn't whole it the best to have clear skin. Like yes. once it clears up, there is no better yes. feeling of confidence. It's true. You're just like, I want to go out I know. to show my face. I canceled to an event. I was like, I can't go. Like I don't feel good about myself. Yeah. And these are sometimes things you have to overcome. And in a way, I was just like, people are gonna look at me and be concerned because I had like cystic pimples which never happens that's actually so interesting you mentioned like you are in the beauty space so there is this um kind of standard that people probably yeah that people probably hold you to how do you deal with that like I mean you can't like cancel on every event when you're not feeling or looking your best so what are kind of some tips that help you like psych yourself up and get yourself that boost of confidence that you need to get through it oh I feel like if I knew I wouldn't have canceled this event, but it's something that I'm working on every day and also having this understanding of being self-aware and also practicing self-care, which is something I really didn't practice up until I would say like less than a year ago because I was grinding so hard every day, doing every little thing for everyone just to even like get some type of exposure and going really above my means. And with that, you know, I kind of let myself off the hook with this one because I was like, as much as I want to do this event, I really can't for my own confidence and my own well-being. And I just like went home and had a day that I, you know, was a much needed day. And also going back to something that we'll probably talk about later, just in general, like slowing down and understanding what it means to be you know, the best version of yourself. And this is something I struggle with because of course, when you're a founder, you have a business, whatever it may be, you're putting your all into it. And of course, like we're small, we have a small team. And if I don't, you know, I do all the dirty work that isn't glamorous, the, you know, the unglamorous side of beauty, which people don't really see, especially on like social media and what goes into all of that. But it's all about just like staying true to yourself and being good and continuing to put your best work out there by being good to yourself because once you're like stressed and you're tired you're just gonna put out crap which essentially doesn't help your brand in any way yeah can we talk about that a little bit more because I think that 
as I'm hearing you talk, and this might be an assumption, let me know if I'm correct, is that you started this company and that maybe it took you a little bit to realize that there was that balance of taking care of yourself and that you needed to put yourself first in order to create the magic that you're able to create as an entrepreneur. Exactly. What does that look like for you? Do you have any warning signs that tell you, okay, maybe now it's time to slow down. Maybe now it's time to incorporate X, Y, and Z into my routine. And how do you keep that leveled? I think I had to, I learned this really from hitting rock bottom because, you know, like I said, I extended myself so far and I was traveling. I was going to, this was last year. I was going to New York, like every week flying home to LA just to like sleep in my bed for one night. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. Like I need to take a hiatus. And then there's moments where you start hating your job and it's Mm -hmm. like, you're, my job is my life. Like I am my brand and you know, I'm a walking representation of that. And this for me again, started as passion project. And now it's, you know, basically my whole existence, which is good and it's bad within itself because like you have to put your whole heart into everything but you just I feel like I should have taken better care of myself and I should have had a better understanding of what it meant to again be good to yourself and put out good work because you know at the end of the day I was going into the office and I was tired and I didn't want to do whatever it was I was doing if it was like conceptualizing new products or formulating creating new scents coming out with new marketing campaigns so now I'm very much on this like easy breezy you know laying low on the weekends not really taking on too many events or something that I can't necessarily handle uh I do you know I'm a little bit of a control freak and I guess you have to be when amen yeah you're putting your art out into the world and you affect people with what you're creating so of course I have to have like every type of hand and whatever it is we're doing but now I'm kind of looking back and taking a step back and saying like okay you know we're we're three years old and I guess I can you know spend a little and put some more into budgeting and let the you know creative agency deal with the photo shoot I don't have to scout places I don't have to deal with like the models I mean I usually use my friends because that's kind of like the fun part of my brand as well to incorporate all my friends and people that were kind of in it from day one but just have an understanding of, you know, trusting people to let them do their job and not having to put, you know, every ounce of energy into something that doesn't necessarily need it. Yeah. That's what we always talk about is delegation and being okay with giving off certain tasks to others um, and really trusting. I mean, it's a trust. It's, you know, as you've grown this as your baby and to relinquish control of it is scary, of course, but it's surrounding yourself with people that can do it better than you essentially exactly. I did like what you said about slowing down so I run hot as you guys can all probably imagine I'm very energetic and um, I've been recently writing in my planner in my journal everywhere I go slow down yeah. or just like s- just slow and it's not about being lazy it's not about it's just about I think more mindfulness, more presence, more more charging. Yeah. More flow. And even just during the whole day, like just take a fucking second. Like Mm -hmm. not everything needs to be so intensified and like electrified. And I thought that was what I needed to keep going, but that actually is not the case and it runs you down and until you hit that point, which we're all essentially trying not to do right. We're not, we're trying to, 
level it out so we never hit that rock bottom so that we don't have to learn that lesson why don't we just learn it now so that we never have to get to that point right there's also a really good point about that that I've been thinking about in the sense that when you do take downtime and I know this might sound weird but I've been really looking at how I spend my downtime so is it really tuning out to reality television that doesn't make me feel good about myself really and doesn't make me feel like a good person and sometimes it's totally warranted and I need it like once a week just to totally reset but what's a good way to reset your brain and really calm down in a way that's going to actually benefit your soul in a sense so a lot of my resetting is around journaling or it's around reading and stuff like that where I think that sometimes we can get trapped into the sense of we work so hard so we have to go home and totally black out on reality tv show or totally black out on wine it's the same thing as blacking out on wine right like it's it's a vice so how do you then take Taking it a step further, once you say, okay, I'm going to rest and I can rest, but what's the best way to rest for my soul? And what's the best way that's actually going to recharge me versus me just numbing myself from the realities of my daily life? Exactly. And that goes along with just understanding yourself. And I feel like I didn't necessarily understand myself until recently, until I had to, until I had these moments of like, okay, like you said, you know, blacking out, watching reality TV, whatever it may be, but what essentially would make you happy in the end and for me it's like thinking about those little things in their your day-to-day life like okay it's lunchtime I'm gonna leave my phone upstairs and not like sit on my email because of course like I think we're all guilty the first thing we do when we wake up is check our email and then I'm like all right this is setting a precedent for the whole day like I'm stressed because I have x y and z to do but now it's just a better understanding of like okay what is going to create the best atmosphere for myself and how can I relax or kind of take a step back and understand what it is to really feel whole and kind of continue on this like self-awareness. I want to talk a little bit about um, the control aspect because I run my own company and when I have an employee, I want them to fucking do it. Like I don't want to micromanage them. I don't want to hear about it. I hired you because I don't want to fucking do it. And there are things that when it comes to the reputation, of course, that I get really nitty gritty about. But what when you hire somebody, what do you look for? And because I can imagine someone who has a lot of difficulty and maybe it's because I hired the right person, you know, but what's your hiring process like and how do you really trust someone on your team? So that's been tricky. I, you know, I started my brand when I was, you know, we launched it at 20, I was 22 and being a manager was probably the hardest part of my job. And it's still really tricky because of course, like I'm a young founder, it's really hard to take like an authoritative position. And, you know, I work with people who I can relate to. And at the same time, it's like, okay, are we friends? I don't know, but we want to be because we're so similar. But then it's like, okay, there's like maybe a respect aspect that you're missing out on or something like boundaries being crossed. But for me, we actually just um, hired someone new in-house and we're doing the onboarding process, which is like insane. I feel like I've had five weeks packed into two days. Um, It's great though, because of course, like we're all about expanding and opening opportunities and figuring out because, you know, I need to collaborate with people. I need to have an open mind and understand what I need to move forward with my brand and my company. And, you know, I can't do it all. Um, but it's funny when you say that you don't want to micromanage, like I need to, I don't know what it is within me and I'm really trying to work on it, but I can't help it. I'm like on everyone's email. I need to see what everyone's responding. I'm like, if there's a conference call, I need to hear what you guys are saying. And I feel like I kind of lose focus. But at the same time, if I give that up, I don't know how I would feel. So I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, That's so interesting. Wow. So 
what? Okay, we, I mean, we need to go back and actually talk about the genesis of Deadpool because we, we're just getting into yeah, like, this all is this. so great. No, I love this, but um, have your employees ever given you feedback about like that? That do they feel a little um, overbeared? Yeah, I've never helicopter. No, no, no. one's ever said okay. anything because I'm not like crazy. I'm really okay. calm. <laughs> this is the thing. In you are general, very calm. as are. a human. I'm extremely calm. Yeah, and crazy people gravitate towards me and i think uh, it's because uh. they find like a sense of like calmness when they're with me oh my god it's like yikes. been an it's been a problem throughout my whole life like the crazy girl who always wanted to be my best friend or like i've had like some crazy people work That's for me in the office interesting yeah because yeah. i don't see let that. things phase me like i yeah. i don't fight with my friends i don't fight with my boyfriend like don't fight with my parents I don't take things too personally and I feel like it's a blessing but also a curse at the same time because sometimes people are expecting some type of reaction and it goes within like my personal life and my work life. So but you're kind of like a sneaky micromanager. Like yeah, you kind of like definitely. do it under the wraps. Mm-hmm. Got it. So yeah, it's some more people might not even know you're doing it. Exactly. So it's more for like my sanity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's yeah. not like you don't trust your employees. You're just like, I need to oversee, yeah. but I'm not going to like push it or, right. or uh, project it onto you. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I guess like, freak. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess like when I'm thinking about it, I hired my best friend. So I trust her so much and I, literally watched her work for the last four years and I knew that was the type of person I wanted on my team. But I can imagine hiring someone that you don't know, maybe it's a different dynamic. Right. And I, I, you know, there's been times where people have referred their friends to me and I'm like somewhat friendly and I've always said no just because I, that's like one of my biggest fears. And of course, like once we worked together, you know, I had a wonderful girl working for me for two years and you know, it's fun now because I'm like, great, you quit and we could be friends because like we love each other. Um, but at the same time, it's like I'm just so scared to work with my friends because sometimes I don't know. I just had really kind of strange experiences. And it can go one way or the yeah. other. Exactly. You have to be really careful. And I think, Scout, you've you've been historically in the past. Have I've historically I have had three partnerships that did not go well. Right. Two of them were two of my closest friends and we are not friends anymore, unfortunately. Um, and so when I did my new venture, I said if I, and it didn't, and it didn't burn me from working with friends and family. It just made me analyze it a little bit more. Okay. So I really was very prepared when I brought on Naomi into Scott's agency. I had, I made, I analyzed it every which way to make sure that this was actually a very good fit for us. And it was a very strategic move versus like, Oh my God, you're my friend. You want to do a business together? You know, sure, so sure. it was, it was, was really like, thought. can we work together? What of our working styles? Like I kind of observed her in her, you know, just hearing from her, how she was doing in her other job, what kind of work ethic she had, what our relationship was like, right. how to talk with her in the beginning. I said, if you're annoyed with me, cause we're going to get annoyed with each other. Just tell me, you know, so it, you know, you have to go into it. You can't just, see someone you like and be like, let's do this together. It, it's not, you know, it doesn't work out you sometimes. Compatible yeah. work ethics and, and values too. Yeah. I think. Um, okay. So let's get into dead cool. Yeah. We just kind of jumped into it, which we which love, love over here. Um, but talk to us about the Genesis. So, um, First, I want to know more so why fragrance? Why has this been some of a passion of yours? Did you grow up really loving scents or how did this come about? So going back, um, I'm for, you know, from LA, my parents were like the hippy dippy air one people before air one became cool. Amazing. It's funny because I, my mom, so my mom was born in Italy and she was born on a farm. So everything like from the earth really, you know, they were extremely poor, everything from like 
you know, the agriculture was just something that, you know, took a toll in their, not a toll, like just participate in their day-to-day life. And my mom really brought that on when she started raising, you know, her first child, first and only child. And in the 80s, my mom started her manufacturing company called Lanatura, which is something that I have definitely been a part of from, you know, one year old to today. We work in the same office, which is amazing. And everything, yeah, I've learned everything from my parents. They are wonderful mentors and they've given me the opportunity and it really you know stems from an understanding of like holistic health so growing up I you know was the kid with like the carrot sticks and all my friends had Nutella sandwiches and at the same time like I kind of resented my parents for that at a young age but now it's really like integrated in who I am as a person and how I conduct my life and so starting from you know very young age I was very much a tomboy, never was interested in hair, makeup, still really not interested in it, don't know how to curl my hair like at all, and hardly wear makeup. Going back to that, it was more so of like fashion and lifestyle, and I was, my dad's an architect, so I always kind of loved this kind of design aspect, and I've always been interested in it. So from a young age, being a part of their manufacturer, if it's like after school programs, summer you know, summer vacation was really like working for my parents and it wasn't fun. I was doing crappy labor jobs, like packing things or cutting up things. So their main practice is um, manufacturing for spas. They create like the back bars for the Four Seasons hotels and they do treatments and it's all, you know, natural beauty, green beauty. And this is from the 80s. So it was again before like the crazy green beauty fad um, happened. And growing up my parents always said one day you know this company will be yours and I like never had an interest I never cared I was very you know kind of dismissive about it and I always kind of had my own little play in their business in terms of like just having some fun ideas and finally I was like maybe like seven years old I had this like great idea and they still sell the skew on their like spa site and they do super well with it so sweet yeah so it kind of stems from the chaz stick that we have um oh my god that's why it's called chaz yeah, stick I love that. play on words sweet. so my our biggest customers for the lanatura side of their company are the four season spas so they had the formula and they had three flavors vanilla unscented and mango all packaged to be like white and boring and chic and high-end whatever it was and I just remember being young and telling my parents like mom you need to come out with like watermelon flavor and she's like no like my mom's really funny and she kind of like you know slaps around and she's like no fuck you like that's not cool and I'm just like (laughs) I'm telling you mom like all my friends have lip smackers and she's like you're never allowed to use that crap like it's all petroleum and I'm just like I don't care what it is I want it and she's like no and I was like okay let's make some like flavors and I'll help you with like R&D so we did like a little panel with my friends and we came out with um 23 flavors of their lip balms and that was I guess like 15 years ago and they sell hundreds of thousands of those a year in their company So I was named like the youngest creative director of their brand. (laughs) That's so cool. Still having no interest in the brand. Never got paid. Where's my check? I don't know. I'm just like, I know. I'm like, hello. 
Um, so it kind of gave them the confidence in me because they gave me the initial $10,000 loan for dead cool and going back again, hated makeup, hated hair, thought I was a boy until I was probably 20. Maybe still think sometimes I just like I'm very much on like the masculine side, I would say. And I just like, for me, fragrance was always something that I thought was extremely interesting because no matter what, you could identify someone by their scent or like you could smell something one, you know, like one time and then years down the line, smell it again and it brings you back to this place. So for some reason, I just thought it was really cool. And this is like, I was probably 10 when I started loving fragrance. And I remember um, going to Barney's with my mom and just like, looking at all the fragrances and she was always like, you can collect the samples, but like, we'll never buy you one because of all the ingredients. And I was just like, Oh my God, like why are my parents so annoying? Like (laughs) just give me the fucking fragrance. And I always gravitated towards more masculine scent profiles. And from there I was like, okay, you know, growing up and kind of finding myself and becoming a young adult, I started wanting like to desire fragrance, wanting to wear perfume. And it was kind of where I had the freedom of like, okay, I could go to Barney's and like, I have my own money. I could buy something or I could go to Whole Foods and buy essential oils and kind of go along the values of my parents. And kind of that's where I was heading because I started to, you know, be more aware and conscious of what I was using and you know, I went to, I remember going to Whole Foods and being like all this stuff, like it smelled like it's fine. Lavender's cool. And I love rosemary, rose absolute. It's beautiful. But I, this is not who I am. Like I don't identify with any of this. And then I was like, all right, okay, I'm going to go to Barney's. I'm not going to tell my mom. And then I went there and I was like, okay, these brands are cool, but they're all like so potent and like French style. And then I was like, okay, Maybe there's something else out there for me. And I couldn't really associate with any of it. And I was like, I'm just going to make my own fragrances. Like, this is just ridiculous. And I kind of just made Dead Cool for myself. And it's funny because growing up, I was always like fascinated with these really strong female entrepreneurs, I guess, because my mom is a very strong female entrepreneur, my grandma Um, She passed away three years ago, but she was like the breadwinner of the family and very strong personality. And I have the same initials as Coco Chanel. Mm -hmm. So going along those lines, I was always interested in Coco Chanel as a person. And I was like, I loved her story. I loved Estee Lauder's story. And I wanted to make like this thing that kind of emulated myself when I was 13 for my bat mitzvah uh, fragrance, Karina Chaz number 13, which is supposed to be like, Coco Chanel number five. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't really tell a lot of people that story because some people, it's like kind of a weird cork, but it was, oh my God. It was fun. That's so good. We didn't make, we didn't make, you know, a perfume for our bat mitzvah. I know. It was like a party favor. And oh, that's adorable. people were calling my mom because like we knew chemists. I just mm-hmm. like worked with them and I was like, Hey, like I like this smell. I like this smell. And they ended up, you know, we made like, I guess I had like 200 guests. We made 200 bottles and it was really cute. We still have it in the office. So when you guys come, I'll show it to you. And people were calling my mom and they were like, okay, what is this? It smells so good. And she's like, oh, we just like made it for the party favors. It's nothing. And I remember my mom coming in my room and I was 13 years old and she was like, maybe like you have a future in this. And I was like, 
I am in seventh grade. <laughs> I was like, I don't she know. She had the foresight. She yeah, did. and she, my, they always believed in me because yeah. I was always kind of like the the one outside my friend circle doing like really weird, obscure things and just kind of like thinking outside the box. And I guess I get it from my dad who's just like an artist. And, you know, from there I was like, okay, maybe this will be fun. So I really started making my own fragrances when I was 16. And I wanted to have like a little brand under their company called Karina Chaz. So I essentially just made fragrances for myself. Again, all of this is kind of like for myself. And I remember getting a call one day from the Twilight people. And I I didn't really know, like I didn't, I, I watched the first movie. I was like, okay, these vampires are hot. I don't really know like much about it. And they were like, we smelled your fragrance um, I don't remember where they smelled it. I think it might have been just like in a gift bag or something. They were like, we smelled your fragrance and like, we want to buy it. And I was like, what, you want to buy it? What do you mean? And they were like, we want to purchase it and license it for the Twilight perfume. And I was like, no, you can't buy it. And they were like, excuse me. <laughs> I, was, oh, I was 18 damn. at this time. That's ballsy. Yeah. And I, the thing is, it's like, I felt I was so, I never thought about the money. Like, it's never been about the money for me. It's always been about like my craft and my passion. And wait, so which scent was it? Fragrance one. It? Yeah. Fragrance, Fragrance one. one, our bestseller, number one. So Fragrance thank one. God we I didn't sell it. it. Cause I would have been fucked. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Especially as an 18 year old for you to be able to see the long-term game. Because I think that most people even late into their twenties, thirties, forties, you know, their whole lives, they're always thinking about that exit strategy that not the exit strategy, just that, that quick moment to fame, that quick right. next move, the the paycheck that was probably offered to you that seems really shiny. And it's amazing that at 18, you had the ability to see the long-term game and the proprietary aspect of it being yours. But I didn't even see it as that because I never had any type of idea that I would have a business, especially in fragrance. Like I just did it for fun. And I was like, you can't buy it. To be perfectly honest, I just was like so possessive over it. And I was like really proud of it. And I was like, no, you can't buy it. And my mom's like, what are you doing? Like offer to help them or something. And I was like, okay, um, maybe like if you want my help, I can make something for you guys. And they were like, yeah, do that. So my second semester senior year, I was in independent study and I was on a board and I formulated and that's really how I learned how to make fragrance. So I'm really grateful for that opportunity again like now thank god i didn't sell it because i wouldn't have had the exposure that i did and i learned how to make fragrance and it was kind of fun and wait did you make the twilight perfume then yeah i did holy shit yeah you made the it's called immortal twi- twilight <laughs> fucking made the twilight perfume it's so funny wait, i don't understand the wh- where is the perfume it was on like set what? no it no, was they like, always sold it at macy's yeah was like, exactly yeah. oh exactly. i see that's oh, what it was see. like it was like merch yeah yes, it was like merch, merch. it was like twilight got merch it. that's oh insane they were like what would bella smell like oh if she God. were like damp in a forest i'm like <laughs> Were you like I, rolling your eyes? I was like, just did like, they know how old you were? Yeah. And they, they, lo- I mean, can like, to be perfectly honest, the fragrance industry is like f- all male. So it was just yeah. like this 18 year old girl and like 50, 100 year old men. Holy you know? Shit. And this is who, like, these are people making fragrances for women, which yeah. is also why I'm like so annoyed with this freaking industry because I'm like, why, first of all, why are you telling people what to wear? Like, 
if women want to smell more masculine and men want to smell more feminine, just like, why are you labeling everything? And then I realized now, of course, like down the line, having a fragrance business, having a company and real life experiences, it's all marketing and it's all money. And I'm just like, I remember walking into Barney's last year and they were like, okay, since you're a woman, your fragrances are going to be on the women's shelf. And I'm like, okay. But if you saw my analytics, you would see that probably 70% of my customers are male. So maybe you should rethink that. Wait, I want to talk about the unisex aspect. Yeah. Is this where this came from? And, and yes. kind of talk about the evolution of that and how, why you stand behind that. Yeah. So I'll give you like the Reader Digest version of the end of the story. Um, I was just, I was kind of freaked out that I was the only female working there and kind of helping them create a scent for women that like targeted for Bella. And it just like, again, this was like, right, I'm more of someone that's interested in male cologne. But at the same time, like male cologne can be extremely like, like it's really, yeah, yeah, it's extremely strong. And for me, like, I don't like strong fragrance. That's not what I'm about. I don't believe that the fragrance should wear you. You should wear the fragrance Mm -hmm. and walking into an elevator and feeling this like, you know, suffocation of fragrance. Like that is completely unenjoyable. No one likes that. Mm -hmm. So again, like going back to that story, I just, I did that project. I went away to college and I was like, you know, I need to be in LA and I need to finish school there. So I left and I finished university in LA and I was like, at this time, all my friends were out of town. They were, you know, studying abroad or they were studying in different States. And this, I was just kind of sitting there in my room at the time and I was like, all right, I have no hobbies. I have no friends. Like I love making fragrance. Why don't I just continue making fragrance? And that was where I had this idea of like, okay, I'm going to make something that's personal for me. I want something cool and edgy because this is who I am at this time in my life. This was 2015. I was 21 and I was like, I want something cool and I don't want to be labeled as feminine because I don't necessarily feel feminine all the time. I want to be some like, you know, something that's completely gender neutral and non-binary. And I want something that's green because I don't, you know, my health is all that I have. And I really had this new appreciation, of course, as I got older for green beauty. And now like looking at my regimen now, it's like 100% green and everything I do is safe and sustainable practices and it's funny because I made fragrance I had a fragrance one from the you know before twilight and it was kind of just sitting there doing nothing and then fragrance two was really the one that you really liked it was the one where I created something that was like this is dead cool like fragrance two is dead cool and I only had two fragrances when I launched and yeah I you know I wanted to share this idea and this extension. And I just made an Instagram page for fun. I was like, maybe I'll have it in like three stores and have an Instagram page. And now (laughs) I'm like, holy shit, how is this my life? Like it's crazy and cool, but also like I have so much anxiety. Yeah. But it's fine. (laughs) But But where was, where was like the first moment where you put an Instagram page up? You're like, let's see what happens. What was the first moment that happened to you that you were like, Oh shit, I could actually, this is real. This could actually happen. So you guys will like the story. Um, I remember, so I made the vibes page. Didn't have, didn't have a physical product, no tangible good, nothing. 
And I remember getting a DM from Nasty Gal and they were like, Shut yeah, up. what is it with people just like fucking reaching out to you? Oh my I God. have no idea. I don't know how they found me. This is like I had five followers, like my parents, <laughs> myself and like my dog's account or something crazy. And I, I think maybe I was just like liking a bunch of stuff. And I remember they DM'd me or they maybe they emailed me and they were like, hey, we're a nasty gal. I'm like, I, of course I know who you are. Okay. Hey, hi, and nasty like, gal here. Yeah. They're like, we like what you're doing. Like, do you want to drop off samples? And I was like, do I want to do what now? Like, I don't know what that means. I don't have a physical product, but okay. So I did like, I just did everything in my power to get like a, I called the bottle manufacturers because I had like an idea of what I wanted it to look like and I called them and I was like can I please have some samples and then like someone thankfully like printed two bottles for me that's like unheard of and this is just me like a 21 year old girl I'm like hi I don't have any money but can you like print this for me and I promise like it'll go okay so like I I was given the opportunity I was given the chance and I remember like my mom drove me to downtown LA and I had this full box and like I went to Kinko's and I like printed this whole thing and just like about my brand and I had like this cute little write-up and I remember I dropped it off it was like so funny because I went into the elevator and I remember that like all of the numbers, like the floors were numbers. And then the top was just, there was no number, just nasty gal. So I was like, oh shit, like, oh my God, I'm going to go to nasty gal. <laughs> and then I dropped it off. And then I, my dad does this cute thing where he like cuts out newspaper little clippings and like leaves when I lived at home, li- leaves them on my bed or left them on my bed. And it was like, headline, nasty gal going under. And I was like, oh, oh geez. I was like, God, what? Like, I'm so confused. I was just there. There was an office and a receptionist. And like, what do you mean? Like they're going under, they're my client now. And I have, I don't have a brand. And he was like, don't sell to them. And I was like, no dad, I have to. And he's like, no, they won't pay you. And I was like, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're right. And (laughs) I was like, so upset. I was like, holy shit. Like this is my one chance. And then I was like, you know what? if nasty gal saw me and they want me then like other people will want me too i always say that if if it happens once it can happen again and that's really how i gained my confidence and of course like the first year of dead cool i was extremely shy like no one took me seriously Mm -hmm. people still don't take me seriously which is totally fine i'm just like just watch i got you like wait (laughs) wait some time but talk to us about um the name where did it yeah where did it it come from? from So the name was actually the most random part of the whole brand creation. It was like the, I always have these arguments with my friends because now they're always like asking me for branding, um, you know, just like fun ideas. And I'm always like the name comes last. Like, I think I'm a firm believer in the name coming last and, you know, feeling out the brand and kind of letting it live and evolve on its own and then like figuring out the name. But I just had this thing where I would always say like, you guys, I'm dead serious. Like, no, again, like everyone just thinks I'm this like joke or something. I don't know. (laughs) But I was like, okay, like let's, I would always like have a play on words. And actually the, the brand name was supposed to be Ivy Blanc, which is, I mean, it means nothing. It's just like a name I came up with when I was stoned. 
<laughs> um, but you know, it was just like playing on words and I was like, okay, this sounds cool. And we were like set on it being Ivy Blanc. And then I was talking to my friend Waverly and I was like talking about something. I was like, that's dead cool. And she was like, that's what did, it. what did you say? And I was like, dead cool. And she was like, that is like, that's the name of your company yeah. now or your brand. I can't see you as Ivy Blanc at all. I know. It's crazy. So much more you. Like, what does Ivy Blanc even mean? I You're don't my, know. It, it just it, sounds like what a fragrance company like would be called. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, it was like, okay, this is so fun. And my mom was like, what does it even mean? And we, we took away the A because people get like really sensitive and mm. they're like dead, like death. And I'm just like, no. no. And I like, I'm a skull girl. Like I love skulls. If you know me, like. It's so funny. Sure. People gift me skulls like all the time. Oh yeah, see, I love it. Like Scott I has a huge skull on the I side love of her it. body. It's funny because <laughs> now you. I don't like I don't really like care for them anymore because I feel like it's been something that's like people just like it represented me for a time, but mm. now it doesn't really. It's interesting. I have a relationship with it, but the whole branding, I was like, okay, like now I can incorporate the skull, and it's like really personal to me. And the first like round of batches, we did dead cool with the skull. And I remember my mom was like, what does that mean? Like, it makes no sense. And I was like, exactly. I don't want it to make sense. Like my fragrance brand is nothing like any other fragrance brand. It's different. It's clean. It's non-toxic. Like before, before dead cool people, I'm not trying to say like I'm a pioneer of this because there, there were, you know, fragrance brands that were non-toxic, but no one really talked about it. And it's like what I have is something so different and I wanted to create this innovative idea, but also kind of like low key give my middle finger to the fragrance world and just be like, this is dead cool. And they were like, what the fuck does that mean? And I'm like, does it matter? No, no. And I I love that, that, especially because you are this young woman in this very exactly. uh, It seems like antiquated industry. And I don't I don't think a lot of people even understand that or know that when they're going to shop for fragrance. So you're kind of educating everyone and being like, what you're purchasing is actually toxic not only the ingredients but who's made it for you exactly i heard that i heard that from a while ago that perfume not clean beauty perfume but regular perfume actually gives you wrinkles it well does a lot of shit to you i mean it's all like a hormone disruptor you're putting chemicals on your body like the thing is you absorb 60 plus percent of what you put on your skin and that's why i'm always like you know trying to be an advocate i never want to you know like shove it down people's throats because I'm not that kind of person it's more so it's like all right this is my practice and this is what I know about it take what you want and if you don't care then like that's totally fine your parents must be so fucking proud oh my god my parents are my biggest fans they're I call my mom my momager because every day like she's so it's funny my parents are kind of famous in Beverly Hills because they're crazy I should have brought them you guys would love them there you'll meet them at my office definitely would have loved they like I will people will come up to me on the street uh, my mom converted. Oh, wow. And my dad is Jewish. He's a South American Jew. So we call him like the spicy Jew. Oh, my God. That's and, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and people will come up to me and tap me on the shoulder if I'm like walking Beverly Hills. They're like, are you Sabina and Alex's daughter? And I'm like, yes. And they're like, we love your prayer for him. Like, we buy it all the time. We're oh, huge fans. And I'm God. like, that's so nice. My mom told me. It's so funny. She told me that 
at Equinox after her gym class, she literally goes on the computers in the common room and puts my website up. I'm oh like, mom, that is That's not amazing. cute. Like, why are you doing this? And she's like, everyone needs to know. Oh, That's like our dad. He, we, bought our dad we bought our dad an OK Sis sweatshirt. And he calls me, he goes, there were these girls in a car behind me. And they were like, your sweatshirt's so cute. Where'd you get it? And he was like, it's my sis- it's my daughter's podcast. Go rate them. Go on the iTunes app. Yeah, no, our, I mean, our parents like, are, I'm, we're really lucky to have great totally. parents. Yeah, hundred percent. My parents are my biggest fans. Aww, They're so, so yeah. Can you tell um, us where oh. where you where you can find it? Like, where, where do you sell it? Where tell everybody that? So, we were sold in Barney's. It's going under. Uh, right. That's right. We That's are right. sold in Francisco. We sold oh. in Credo. We're sold in like a lot of uh, mom and pop pop apothecary shops. The thing is, like, retail has changed so much, and you know, now it's, it's been actually really challenging and I didn't really experience it until I went into stores like Barney's because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a whole culture that you have no idea. Again, like you said, there's, it's just crazy because you're going and you're buying a product. You have no idea what goes into it. You have no idea what goes into these like industries of retail. It's crazy. Like people pay sales associates under the table to plug their products. You have to like give them like secret gift cards. It's like, it's, they asked me to do it. And I was like, absolutely not. First of all, I don't have the budget. Second of all, everything that I do is stemming from types like an organic, first of all, outreach and understanding of my brand. So I really, really tailor to work with like, you know, companies that understand my product and I'm in about like 150 stores and, and I love them. And you also want them to represent the product exactly. in an organic way as well. Like totally. they're, you know, you don't, the thing about retail is you have to find those partners because they're the, they're the ones essentially selling yep. it and being, you have to be informed about it. It's, it is a tricky relationship. Yeah. Um, but something I did want to ask is, this is just more so like a personal question about Wait, can I ask a retail question real quick just okay. because we're talking about retail. I just want to know this. You don't yeah. have to answer this, but just like very nitty nitty gritty for mm-hmm. someone who's thinking about maybe starting a product and wants to get into retail. What kind of margins do you need to have for retail to be monetarily worth it versus direct to consumer? The rule of thumb in general is to have five times your markup. So whatever for retail for anything for anything. just for a product. And that kind of gives you that leeway for retail. So some products like we can't actually retail because there won't be any margin. And we're launching a product in um, March, which is going to be really crazy. I'll tell you guys once we sign off, you're going to love it. And I'll show you the rendering. Um, Super random and obscure, but we can't necessarily retail that or like sell it wholesale just because like we're doing a really low run and we want to see it. Like we always want to do testing. But I always say five times and that kind of goes like regardless when you now we're in a digital age, you spend money on advertising and your marketing team, whatever it may be. So you that's kind of just like five times. If you do wholesale, of course, they buy your product for 50 percent. Some people require 40 percent and you kind of have to eat that. And, you know, there's always like they require free shipping and it's like they pay you net 90 and it's like, OK, when can I? Get my money in this. Yeah. Um, one okay. thing I want to know about just like the fragrance industry in general is do you find how do you get past the hurdle of people not being able to smell right the product before they purchase it? Because obviously probably your e-commerce is yep. a big yep. revenue generator for you. So how 
are you able to get people? Is it mostly just having them come to the retail stores and smell it themselves? Or do you do some sort of pop-ups or how do you get it out there? That's a very good question. Yeah. I've always thought that. Cause that's like, why would you question. buy fragrance yeah, online? Yeah. It's, it's definitely really tricky and that's where we kind of have to be creative. And it's yeah. insane now to see like the boom in e-com because of course everything now is every, you know, moving direct to consumer, it's nice to have direct to consumer because then you have full control of your brand and your storytelling, your education, which is huge for us. But yes, we do run into this problem of, Hey, we want to smell your product. I'm sure, you know, if we had like an article of clothing, it would be a lot easier to sell. Um, but you know, I take it as a challenge and it's kind of fun for me to come up with new ways. So of course we have the sample packs. The sample packs are fun because not only do you get to try the sample, you can have like travel size perfumes on the go. And these are really easy to use. Like we, the thing is like with my brand and because it's so personal and because this is like, again, a representation of who I am, everything I do is like thought about from the little tiny detail to like the final product. So, you know, these are like spray caps and they have caps so they won't leak and then they're glass. So it's like more sustainable and you can put it in your bag and the little plastic wrap is supposed to be like a little, you know, put it in your bag type of thing. So we really, really extend this and of course like put it across everything from like our marketing aspect. So we have the sample packs and then it comes with a discount code once you purchase the sample packs, it'll go towards your best, which also like creates this, you know, idea of wanting to use your sample card right. and whatever That's a great it may idea. be That's a great and idea. share with your friends, whatever it may be. Reviews are extremely helpful. Uh, word of mouth has been great for us. We're doing a lot of digital ads, but now what we're doing is this uh, idea of risk-free trial because of course now with the Amazons of the world, and this is something that we should probably dive deeper into because there is a huge disconnect between like small businesses, big businesses, people behind a computer, understanding like just like customer service things here and there. But what we're doing now, because of course, like we live in this world where you can return anything. Amazon has made everything so easy to purchase. It's, you know, everything's accessible. Everything is returnable, free shipping, X, Y, and Z. And some people can't necessarily afford it. So I guess like six months ago, I just started offering free shipping over like $50, whatever it may be, um, to create, you know, people want to buy my stuff and they can buy it for free shipping, whatever it may be. But, um, they have a, now we have a risk-free trial. So the whole idea of that is whoever, whatever customer they buy a fragrance, it'll come with one of those mini sample vials. So you're able to test the fragrance before you open it. If you don't like it, you can send it back for a full refund. Oh, it's a great That's idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. So try before you buy, even though you already bought it. Yeah. But it's kind of like <laughs> a slogan. It's like risk-free right. trials. And you know, it's great because then you can actually get it in people's hands, mm. which is like definitely a business move the, you yeah. want you just want to it to experience happen. Yeah. because it's like you lose the shots you don't take mm -hmm. and it's okay because of course sometimes like yeah we lose money on the shipping or whatever it may be mm -hmm. but you want people to sample and it's actually really helped our business and we're trying to figure out new ways of getting you know we're doing like potentially scent bird and mm -hmm. this kind of activation but pop-ups word of mouth risk true free trial what's the price point for anyone listening that might be interested so um a bottle of our 1.7 ounce is 85 dollars and 
our three ounce, which is our series two is 130. And this like compared to, and again, like why I created dead cool. I was 21 wanting to buy fragrance. Like who can afford $350? I don't know. And I'm just like, first of all, this, all the scent like evaporates within five minutes. (laughs) Not my sense because I don't put any water in them. And that's like, again, going behind this whole thing of like really understanding my customer and really making this like a product I'm proud of. Um, Just, you know, people, it's expensive. Like fragrance shouldn't be that kind of luxury. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't forgive myself. Like I couldn't. $350. $350. It's yeah. so expensive. Talk to us about the other products that you offer. It's not just fragrance, right? So you have yeah, your so chapsticks. F- yes. The fragrance is really kind of like the, the whole basis of dead cool. But of course, like we want to create better understanding and education of other products. So the chapstick, for instance, this is something so personal for me because of course I created those lip balms when I was young and I'm proud of them and I love them. So this is really to create the idea of like, okay, I'm going to buy this, whatever, this chapstick, chastic lip balm. And this is actually going to repair and heal your lips because it's hundred percent natural. It's shea butter. So there's no petroleum. We were talking about Glossier and not to knock them at all because what they've done is like revolutionary. They've built community and nothing beauty has ever seen, but it's like their uh, base is petroleum. Petroleum is a pipe cleaner. That's first of all, not sustainable and any type I'm literally of literally eating it then. Yeah, you're eating it. <laughs> yeah, for Great. sure. Mads. Good job, Mads. Oh, no, well, I'm, I'm on the full chat stick now. Are yeah. you kidding? I so need the this, rose one. Though. This is actually. Yes, I, I got you. This is going to heal your lips. Um, you know, with petroleum, it's the same thing with Carmax, Aquaphor. Like mm-hmm. it's just a coat. And you don't want that because one, your lips become addicted to it. Yes, yes I've heard this. Yeah, yeah it's. I put it it's on every. Healthy. I put it on every ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, I'm putting on my chastic every five seconds, but that's just because it tastes just, so good. Yeah, and I love it really it. does taste really and it's good. Just like I like the shine, good. you know. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't wear lip gloss or anything. I'm just like chastic, and I put it on my cheeks. It's shea oh, butter, yes. so you can put it anywhere. It's funny. Some one of my mom's friends. She was. We were at the farmer's market, and she was like putting on her cuticles and I was like see it's like a multi-use product so I'm trying to figure out like a way to market it as a multi-use as well mm-hmm. because it's just it could be like, a highlighter yeah exactly it you said it's a highlighter like a macho without any makeup on yeah oh my, God. my husband's obsessed with shea butter and he made me um we were I don't know we were at dinner we were talking about skincare and he looked online I won't name the brand and he saw how much something was and he was like you know this is just 100% mer- virgin merula oil right yeah merula oil so he got this whole thing in his head and then he went home the next day and he made me oh. natural moisturizer oh my God. out of like shea butter and I don't even know what was in it but it was really good and then I'm, I'm just gonna brag for a second and then he said let me use it for a week before you use it to make sure that it's good and doesn't fuck your skin up. Well, first of all, it's because you have sensitive skin. I don't really have sensitive skin. It's a fucking nice sentiment. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Not only did he make me the product, he was like, I'm going to make sure it works for you before you risk that beautiful face of yours. We would be best friends. He needs to come to the office. He would would be. He could have an internship. You guys would be like (sighs) scientists. He won't leave. He won't leave though. That's okay. We have a lab coat for him and everything. (gasps) He would love it. Next time he's in LA, I'm going to bring him by. Yeah, please. Anytime. <laughs> we love visitors and yeah he would just love it ah, that's so great so okay so something i want to end on because it feels like this has been just such a 
not only holistic talk, but I think we got into a lot of business and a lot of just like self care and love and awareness. And awareness. So I want to just ask you, like, what does beauty mean to you? Right. Beauty. <laughs> so, I mean, again, going back to everything about, you know, being self-aware and being good to your body. And of course, like creating this idea of beauty within, which sounds so cheesy and corny, but it's true. And of like having a foundation and really just for me, it's like my beauty regiment. I get like a nice expensive facial from Jackie once every six months, but I'm like pretty solid and I don't need to, you know, continue to wear a concealer, which would fuck up my face or whatever it may be. But it's all about just kind of understanding your own practices and what kind of grounds you. So for me, I had trouble with that up until about a year and a half ago. And it's really just creating a regiment that you feel is your sanctuary and having an understanding of what wellness and, you know, I associate beauty and wellness as one. And that's because I'm like, like that. very, very like specific on what I use or like, you know, what I'm doing in my day to day. I don't surround myself with toxic people. I don't put toxic shit on my body. That's ex- <laughs> oh my God. This reminds me of Valerie from Audacite. So do you know the, the skincare brand uh-huh. Audacite? So yeah. we had the founder on and she um, went through the, she was diagnosed with cancer. And then, so she rid her right. whole, she rid everything of toxins. Right. But it wasn't just food or beauty. It was people. Yeah. It was environment. Yeah. It was lifestyle. And, just for some reason, I never thought of it that way. Like people, yeah, so people transit. Yeah. People transition to clean beauty or clean eating. And I'm like, wait, what about like just like clean life yeah. and, and environment and surroundings? Yep. I exactly. Love that. And that's kind of where I'm at now and like living very holistically. And, you know, I was in like a extremely toxic relationship and I didn't realize how much of a toll it was taking on me. And even like friendships, because what I'm doing, you know, is rare for, I was, you know, 25, 24, 23, whatever it may be. Um, a lot of my friends have like a different career path than I do and they don't necessarily understand or like even dealing with just like mental health issues. People are like, oh, you're perfect. Like you're skinny. And I'm like, mm, I have body dysmorphia, but like you don't care because like you just see me as one way. And it's just understanding how you can create this like intention for yourself and within what that means to you and how you can be your best advocate because again it's all you have yourself and your health i love that oh i feel like i need to take a deep breath i know i feel so I feel like nourished I put on a, a deep breath mask. and a mask i know i want to put a, a face mask on we need some like greek yogurt back. no it is the best get that on our face it's yeah. funny because i was like Did you just get it at the store like just yeah, greek yogurt just zero percent the greek yogurt um we were doing the skincare thing and i was like jackie it's so funny because like i eat put it on my face and I also eat it sometimes she's like don't ever eat dairy I'm like <laughs> okay you're right but it's also like I do predominantly have like a vegan skincare routine mm-hmm. but like this is just like Greek yogurt doesn't harm the cow so it's okay yeah. dude I will never give up cheese it's just never happening yeah, for me I'm sorry scout I've um, never been like crazy into cheese oh but it doesn't do good things for my face oh, oh, oh it, it doesn't I, do I, good do things know, for anything do you know how much cheese I eat on, a, on like on a <laughs> weekly basis my skin <gasps> never is affected by the amount of cheese I eat well I you're, you're an anomaly you're like yeah. you're an anomaly <laughs> I eat cheese and there is like mountains on my face Same. my stomach is out to here it's a whole yeah. ordeal You're but i do lucky. it so, sometimes i do it because i'm just like you gotta do it. it it's fucking worth it, it. it. 
All right. This was incredible. This was Thank incredible. you so much yes, for this coming. This was so fun. You're I the love best. this. You're I'm the best so excited to try all of, and I'm actually like, the I'm muskiness. I'm my favorite. All of the, I, I feel a lot of musk in yes. it. And I love that scent um, and that like vibe. Yes. So, I'm oh ready. God, I'm so excited. I'm ready. I can't wait to pick mine because I'm going to pick mine and then that's going to be my scent forever. Yep. <laughs> I love it. And that's like the best thing. Longevity. Yes. You have like customers forever. And it's fun because people like I'm friends with my customers. I don't know them. Yeah. But I love them yeah. and they love me and it's great. I, I mean, the nice them. ones, you know, so, <laughs> just to let everyone know she gave us samples of all of them. So we I mean, I've already smelled them all. They're f- fucking amazing. And I'm just going to pick the one that, you know, most speaks yeah. to me. OK, tell everyone where they can find Dead Cool on Instagram or website anywhere. Yes. So at Dead Cool on Instagram, D-E-D-C-O-O-L. And you can go online, deadcool.com. And then you can see the store list in case, you know, we have stores all over the country. Uh, we're sold in some parts of Europe and soon to be Japan. Yeah. Oh, well, that's exciting. Yeah, I just signed a big distribution deal in Japan. So when are you going there? In April. Can oh. I come? Do you mind? Yeah, yeah come, come. Come. My mom's going to come. Oh, my God. Like, can we get, like, conjoining hotel yeah. rooms? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With, like, that's a little the door. Most, that's the most important We're part. launching at the Ace Hotel in, uh, yeah. There's one in Japan? They're they're opening Dude, one. Dude, we got Sister Moon, Japan. Sister Moon. We've been trying to think about where Ace we're going to go. Ace Hotel yes. Japan. Japan. For the yes. Dead Cool Lodge. Done. <laughs> We'll see you there, girlfriend. Yeah, um, it'll be great. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Karina. Of course, thank you. Um, you can find us at OKSIS Podcast. Thanks, sisters. <laughs>